Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Surge Cast, Season 2, Episode 46, presented by Prime Wax Hockey and part of the Five in a Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Cat Hunter. And if you're on the YouTube version, you see we have a guest down below us. Uh, we are really excited to have this guy on. He, for the last decades, went on 99.9 The Fan with the OG radio show. Fantastic show for everyone who's been listening to The Triangle or wherever you get your radio on websites and good stuff like that. But he's now hosting the Odies and Giglio podcast. And I have to say, it is absolutely amazing. They just had Trip on for episode two. It's a great listen. If you haven't listened to it yet, please go do that. But we got Joe Ovi's with us tonight. Joe, how are you doing, man? Uh, tired, actually. It's been uh, <laughs> it's it's been it's been an interesting an interesting week, uh, to say the least. But yeah. um, yeah, just just getting at it. You know, the radio show came to an end. Um, we could just kind of pack it up and go, but we decided, all right, we're we're not going anywhere. Uh, we like it here. And the Canes are in the middle of a playoff run. So yeah, right. let's just get this podcast off the ground now and see where it goes. So that's what we're doing. So, yeah, two episodes. The first episode was more just a setup, uh, right. what we're going to be doing and things like that. Uh, today's, you know, today's show episode. Mm. Uh, I'm a radio guy. I've been doing radio for 20 years. So I'm just going to still call them shows and not episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. uh, it was more of a traditional show, basically just trying to do what we've done on the radio, but just in a shorter podcast form. And I mean, response has been great. I've been, Honestly, been overwhelmed by the amount of people who have reached out, uh, whether it's just kind of saying, hey, wherever you go, let us know. Uh, we'll throw the follow. We'll do the YouTube thing. Or really people reaching out to say, hey, do you need graphics? Be more than happy to help with that. Do you need that? You know, it, it's right. been I could be, you know, it's easy to get cynical about stuff. Um, but the amount of people who've come out and reached out and wanted to help or whatever has been amazing. I mean, I really can't think I, amazing gets overused. But yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really the appropriate word to use with the response that's happened in the last week. Yeah, no, then that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was really a shock to a lot of us too. That like all of a sudden, like a, a staple on ninety nine, the fan was just up and kaput like that out of nowhere. But it's great though the fact that, like you said, everyone's reached out to you and the yeah. stuff like that and helping out with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all over. Yeah, I saw all the news and everyone's reaction was like, "What?" and so <laughs> surprised and sad, and we're like, "What are we we?" This is what we look forward to. So it's really glad that you guys have the podcast starting the podcast and everything. Because I'm sure everyone's like, yes, we can still listen to them yeah. and all your long term fans are going to be. Really it's uh, it, it's a little bit like watching your own funeral in a way. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't die. Thankfully, I'm still here. <laughs> um, but but I would I would say this. I mean, I, it is odd if, if, if you've not been in the radio business mm -hmm. uh, or you don't pay close attention to the radio business. This can be a very jarring thing. And I'm not acting like what happened wasn't jarring to me. It mm -hmm. was. What I'm saying is that it actually happens a lot for a variety of reasons. So it is what it is. But thanks to social media, you know, you can still let people know what's going on. And that's probably the biggest difference maker from where things are today versus where they were 20 years ago, where you might have found out about it in the paper the next day. Uh, so it's 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 been again, it's been fine. It's been it's been interesting to kind of like hit the reset button and, and go in a different direction and and kind of use the tools that I have. And I'm a gadget guy. So it's like, oh, does this give me a reason to go buy a microphone? Cool. Let me do the research <laughs> on that. Like, oh, do I need a camera? All right. Let me see what can I've been on wirecutter.com, like the New York Times oh, thing. Yeah. Like, what's oh, the yeah. best this? What's the best that? It's been, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's actually, it's kind of my thing. I love seeing what gadgets are out there. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, because I had like a, just a normal like $60 microphone set up that I found on Amazon that had a clamp to the desk and all this other stuff. And then sister-in-law got me one of those blue Yeti things. And it's like, yeah, it's like over here. You can't see it, but the sound's amazing and stuff right. like that. And, right. I mean, Kat had to go get her own thing too. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> way how like podcasting has grown over the last, I would say not even the last like maybe five, six years. It's mm-hmm. completely blown up. And it's like, you know, it's so saturated now too. But if you like get your voice in there and do something that's different i guess you can like like especially for you guys like it's main staples all right we're just gonna do a podcast and i guess i know you guys are like over a thousand subscribers already on youtube which is absolutely phenomenal like right yeah. off the right off the shoot that's amazing I'll, I'll say this um and i don't know you know how interested people might be in this sort of thing but you know what Jillio and i were doing and my theory has been you know we're, we're making if it's all content I mean, we were literally making three hours of content a day. So why wouldn't you put it on the platforms where people are hanging out? People tend to be in this day and age more platform agnostic than anything else. Like my cousin's the same age as me. He's 44. He lives down in South Florida. He told me one time, he was like, you still doing that sports radio thing? I go, yeah. And he's like, ah, I haven't listened to Miami sports talking ages. I'm like, well, how are you keeping up with the Dolphins? He's like, all YouTube. That's just what I do. It's all YouTube. So I'm like, okay, well, why wouldn't you just put the stuff you already like put the Panthers or the Canes, right? Well, we're yeah. already talking about the Canes. So why wouldn't we just do it? We're, we talked about it. So put it up there. Put a little SEO and you're good to go. So I, it's it's very interchangeable. Uh, but there is one thing about, you know, doing something live that uh, is a little bit of a difference maker and that, you know, you can mess up and messing up is okay. And people are there to laugh with you if you mess up. And uh, we're, we're going to intend to keep doing that uh, with the podcast version of the show. We're going to tape it live and if i screw up and although if i, I can curse now i don't have to worry about fcc rules i'm not worried about, I, I won't be like oh my where's the dump button where's the dump you know like that that's like, i'm like eh, eh. i said a word yeah keep it moving yeah yeah we've we've experienced that freedom on here um our our third <laughs> don't, co-host don't, who don't look at me don't look at me our third co-host who is in here right now um is normally and the youngest of the crew um is normally the one um, I'm the one that goes. I'm the one that goes on the the big. Uh, I I tell him I've got little rants and things I want to talk about, but she is the one that when she is feeling the most excited about something, we're like, oh, here she goes. We're ready for it. <laughs> Love we, it. Like, yeah, we like, we jokingly write down timestamps. I don't edit out. We just do it for fun, just to be like, sure. okay, thirteen twenty five. Here's one here. It's like, all right, here's the first one on the night. I want to start doing like over under. It's like what minute it, where you can get our first, you know curse word on the podcast first how F-bombs. long did it last until <laughs> yeah for the first f-bomb gets dropped so yeah definitely it's definitely that it gives a lot of freedom and stuff like that too and like you said earlier it's like you don't you're not constricted to no. fcc or you got like a producer in your ear and stuff like that telling you to wrap things up it's kind of like yeah you can go as long as you want and you know it is what it is i know we, like we've had episodes that are like two and two and a half hours just because there's so much to talk about so yes yeah, yeah. They're meant for long car rides. Yes. <laughs> They're meant yes. for long yeah. car rides. Yes. Although yeah. that's that's the difference between, it's funny, that's the difference between podcast and, and radio is you're usually just trying to catch people for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, when they're in their cars, that's typically uh, at least the triangle. That's that's kind of what it is. Anywhere between t- fifteen minutes to thirty minutes. So you, you have to catch them there. And on radio, you repeat yourself. You know, over three hours. You know, when you have to worry about a podcast, you just say it all in an hour. So, and then you know, like today, you know, prime example with the Canes and uh, how they played in, in in game one against the New Jersey Devils. You know, good opening segment. Talked about it for about eight minutes, ten minutes. Moved on to something else. When Trip popped onto the stream yard, went back to it. 
talked about talked about it with him for about 18 which i never could have done on the radio um because i had to worry about clocks and everything else but if trip just wants to go and his dog's in the shot (laughs) hey it's all good you gotta get all the trip stories man oh no we've we've heard we've heard countless (laughs) their trip stories are always great always fantastic trip stories well just 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 like you guys at og trips is just an absolute triangle legend so oh he absolutely is yes it it fits in perfectly although i never had those blonde tips i mean he's (laughs) those those Oh, I, think those, they put, oh. I think they put it on the i think they put it on tv the other day where he had the curl with the oh. red jacket on i mean you oh. can't tell i never had that hair i never oh, had. No. i'm just trying to keep what i have have you had a red jacket uh no i've never had a red jacket. i've had a satin jacket but never a red jacket so <laughs> the the fact that he busted another red jacket back out of the playoffs it just it seems like the vibes are there like you know Sydney and, Sydney and Obi didn't make the playoffs had to face the Nora facing the Devils in round two again like we did in 06 it just feels like you know we're getting a little bit of the 06 magic into the 23 team flesh you brought the 25th back resembles that mm-hmm. team so you know let's talk about our favorite hockey team in the triangle the Carolina Hurricanes so Joe like through the, we saw what happened in the first round, took care of business in, in six games, you know, just played game one last night. Like, how are your overall thoughts? Just let's just talk about round one real quick. Like, what are your yeah. overall thoughts from that series against the Islanders? I think round one is, I think with the Canes and where they're at this season, you have to focus more on the meta of it all. Um, you know, I mean, I've been. I've been here since 1995 um, and, you know, started working in radio in in 2000, my senior year at NC State. And my first year of being full time was when they went to the cup and played Detroit. So it was a novelty. Right. And with that novelty, then the next thing was to try to drive season ticket sales. And then after that, it was to try to get the uh, the draft and the all star game and everything else. And again, those are all novelties. So you have O2. You get back in 06. It's another Stanley Cup run. They actually win it this time. And then, you know, they had a drop off and and they miss out. And obviously they get back to to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2009. That was the history, right? It was if they were in it, there was going to be some excitement uh, or they didn't make it at all. Very Florida Marlins-esque there for a little bit. So you get that you get that 10 year drought and you miss and you miss the you miss the playoffs because of, you know, the October road trip because of the fair, or they couldn't yeah. get the job done in the last game of the season. All they had to do was win one time uh, and those types of things. I think it trains, I think it, the, the people who stuck with the Canes in that 10 year playoff mm. drought, I think it trained them to expect that the wheels were going to fall off at any moment. And I think that's been the hardest part over the last five years with Rod Brindamore of changing the expectations for what's a successful season and right. changing the way that we talk about the Carolina Hurricanes and what went from a like oh, the, the 2019 season where everybody was just hyped to be back in the playoffs and the bunch of jerks and everything else to, hey, there's a window here. Let's take advantage of it. And it, I think that permeated through the regular season when they went through a little bit of a swoon, not mm-hmm. understand. I said this on the radio. It's like 82 games is a grind. They just want to get to the oh, playoffs. Yeah. They clinch like just it's OK. It's like it's OK. You know, Jillio and I got in this argument last year when the Florida Panthers were on a tear. And I was like, man, I don't want to be playing the Florida Panthers. What happened to the Florida Panthers in the first round? And of course, <laughs> what happened the, to the Boston Bruins? Right. And that, and that, <laughs> and that, gets, and that gets this year where everybody is wrapped up in this historic season for the Boston Bruins. And the president's trophy at this point is like a curse. So I never got too wrapped up in the ups and downs of the regular season. You look at the totality of what they are and what they can be, and it's been a resilient group. 
So this is a very long-winded answer, but I will say that you go back to the stadium series a weekend. You talked about the Cam Ward night. Such a great weekend. But the but the thing was what 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 sold me on this group more than other groups is the fact that they can get over the emotional nature and the weirdness of a Hall of Fame night for Cam mm-hmm. Ward. The game starts late. You got all these alumni in the building and everything else. Plus, it's the game before the game, the Stadium Series game. It's easy to get caught up in the pomp and circumstance of the Stadium Series game, and they absolutely put the hammer down on Washington. It was a lot of fun, and you know, I think. Either I asked Rod Brindamore or somebody else asked Rod Brindamore. Um, oh no, I had asked um, I'd asked Jordan Stall after the Stadium Series game about like, all right, so you, you, this isn't it. Like, you got a normal normal game the next go round. Is that going to be like a little bit of a letdown? He's like, ah, you know, we'll you know process this. We'll have fun, and we'll get right back to work. And it's that's an emotional letdown game. The following game, you're back home. It's just another game, and yeah. they won. So to me. This is a team that's shown a consistent ability to get over whatever might be thrown their way, which gets us to the injuries that everybody was bummed with. And I think it it could be really easy to allow the way that the Islanders want to play physically. They've been physical all year, but they also wanted to do like the nasty pest thing, something that Boston's done in the past, something that mm-hmm. New York did last year to get under the skin of uh, Tony D'Angelo. This group doesn't seem to be affected by that. At least game to game, they're going to find a bounce back. So I think that's that. To, all that is to say that what we saw in the Islander series was very much what the Canes have been all year. Same goes for what we saw in Game One against the uh, New Jersey Devils. They 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 took the opportunity. Here's a team coming off of Game Seven, an emotional series, a goalie that was shaky in Game Six, but found some balance back in Game Seven. But they absolutely wrecked them in Game One. They utilized the rest. Uh, it wasn't they're clearly chopping to get back out there. So I, I liked how they jumped at that opportunity. We'll see if they can continue to put the clamp down on uh, New Jersey's best players. I don't know about Timo Meyer. I mean, I've been kind of out and about doing other things. I don't know if he practiced today or he's like listed as day to day, but um, that's another opportunity that was given to the Canes. So that's that's my takeaway. The opportunities have been there. The bracket luck has broken their way. Let's see if they can get, make this thing happen. Yeah, for sure. Because it looked like from like this, just some of the matchups there, it looked like they were putting like our best defensemen, they were putting our, a lot of our shutdown centers on their good guys, like mm-hmm. shutting down Nico Heischer, you know, the, which everyone's like, everyone's talking about Jack Hughes, but it seemed like Heischer is like that guy, like you really can't sleep on him either. So it definitely, sure. like you said, it may, they, they jumped on the opportunities. You went five, one, like mm-hmm. it was, it was like a complete game from the Canes. Like you hold the devils to one shot in the first period. And you go into, well, a which we've up. seen before, which we've seen yeah. before. I mean, it's, we it's saw that new, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the, well, we saw it in the, I think the Tampa game in the regular season was probably one of the most dominant yeah. performances I've seen in a period. So oh, I, they're, they're clearly capable of doing it. And it yeah. was good to see. Yeah. Like the Hurricanes it, are not a running good team. Yeah. And it was interesting. Like, so we've, we've played, we split the regular season with the Devils. We've we've played them. We're used. To, we know what they do. We know their best players. But watching their games, I probably go to the first series, go to seven games, and just to see what they did with the Rangers. Um, it was interesting to see, as we love to call him Rod Blindamore, <laughs> uh, utilize watching the the games and kind of change up the lines. Like I've never seen the combination of Jordan Stahl, Natchez, and yeah, uh, yeah. Jack Dury. Like we've never seen that before, and it's kind of like, what's happening here? Uh, but it was it was the perfect. You had the shutdown on your captain. You've got the speed and nature to keep up with them, and you've also got Jack, who kind of gives you a mix of both. 
So uh, I think, yeah, it was such a complete effort by, by them. We've had times in the past where rest has hurt us because the other team has been ready to go mm-hmm. and they're ready, just on that emotional high. And then we're kind of waiting and we have to take a second to get into our game and uh, we seem very prepared. So it was, it was very, it was a fun night last night for sure. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think, um, you know, Mike Manscackle and uh, Shane Wells talked about on their latest edition of Kane's cast, the fact that they were talking about the lines and stuff. It seems like they, like Rod has like that touch. Like he knows, like he gets the feel of the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's why you see certain changes and stuff like that. Cause some people wouldn't, wouldn't recognize like, why would you put this line together when, you know, they haven't played together. And they said, it's a, it's a, it's a feel thing. Like, do you think that because Rod has, you know, played for as long as he did and how he's coached this team for so long, he like, he just knows that locker room. Do you think that's that, that's that underlying, maybe this word is term gets used a lot, but like, is that an underlying X factor that, Rod Burnmore has got like that special touch, that feel with how this locker room is to make things work that you would never think that would. Yeah, I think with Rod, and I know we talked about it with Trip Tracy today, that Rod is a Rod is a player's coach if mm-hmm. you meet the expectations of Rod Burnmore. Um, but <laughs> Meeting the expectations of Rod Brittamore can be kind of difficult, as we know his, you know, physical nature and how he's you know, the Rod the Bod and everything else. But if you if you buy, <laughs> no, but if you buy in, if you buy in, you're going to get uh, it's a respect level, and I think mm-hmm. that players are going to feed off a respect from the coach, and the coach is going to feed off the fact that the players respect him and his decisions and how he's going to go about it. Um, and it really is a carryover from when he was a captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, when they won the Stanley Cup, you just see an extension of it uh, with coaching. Not every player can go out there and be a coach and have that feel the way that Rod does. Um, but to me, I think it's ultimately about not trusting. You hear "trust the process" all the time, and I know they yeah. like that. I know Rod likes to use the phrase, you know, "play our game." We got to get to our game early. You know, start right. on time. Those types of things. And after a while, it can be pretty cliche. But Rod does not BS you in a press conference. He does not BS you in an interview. He's going to tell you how he feels. He's not BSing you when he says that they lost the game, but he liked the way that they played because hockey can oh, have yeah. some funny bounces. I mean, I only know this now. It's it's funny. Youth, youth hockey is probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me because when you see the game at such a slowed down level, you really can see, oh, puck, puck luck is not a made up thing. Like this is no, this is something no. that truly. I mean, I you see it plenty of times. It bounces funny. Yeah. It goes off the post. But sometimes you see teams that just kind of win on the most fluky things, oh, and it yeah. extends itself. It extends itself. It truly extends itself to uh, to the, the pros. And that's why Rod is not bsing you when he's talking about. Nah, I like the way you play. Just keep doing it. Things will eventually break our way. And I used to get on him about that too. Um, especially with all the, the talk of high danger chances and, mm-hmm. you know, we had X, Y, Z and it's like, you might dominate the league and high danger chances or you're one of the top teams. But for me, sometimes while I respect the analytics, sometimes I get a little like old school knuckle draggy. Yeah. But you need dudes to finish. Okay. You can have all the chances you want, but you need dudes to finish. And they've proven a lot of people wrong, including me at the trade deadline, because I was very much in that you got $10 million in cap space. Go, go get a guy. Like, if you believe that you can win a Stanley Cup, go get one of the top guys. Go get a finisher. But who's the idiot, right? Because look who's still playing hockey. They come back They come back with a ghost not. and a pool party. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are, right? 
This yeah, is, this is why I talk for a living and I'm not making decisions over at PNC Arena. Well, so. and that's and as, as frustrating as it can be for uh, media people and for fans and everything where you're like, that's not the answer I need, Rod. But I, it must be so encouraging for the guys in the locker room. Yeah. For, for example, um, I mean, he had such a great game yesterday. Seth Jarvis. That talk about some guy that can't he didn't have puck luck for a good part of this season, but it's not yeah. like he was playing badly. Rod was very impressed with the way he was playing and was sticking with him. And mm-hmm. just to feel that encouragement from your coach to be like, you're playing the hockey I want you to play. You're playing it well. The pucks will, the puck luck will come. And to have that kind of encouragement. And now he's shining in playoffs. And he didn't, like, last playoffs had a you know, little bit of struggle, a little bit of a setback with the giant concussion. And now he's like, I'm ready to play. He's even yeah. feeding into the team, telling Martin, okay, you should get your hits up. I have more hits than you. Like that's, <laughs> that's such uh, like, that has to cycle from confidence, just his personality, but also like knowing your coach believes in you, even when your name isn't showing up on a score sheet. Yeah. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Joe, I know you're under a time constraint, but I do appreciate you joining us. This was a lot of fun having, you know, having one of the radio legends joining us tonight to talk a little bit of hurricanes. Oh, no, and talk no, about- so le- legend. Jeez. Yeah. That makes me, that makes me sound. It's his memoriam I got, again. I think I got more gray in my beard after you said that. It makes me I mean, sound I mean, here, 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 I got, I, I got gray in my hair. It's okay. It's, I'm well, I, got, I got some gray. Before, before, before you two and your grays, <laughs> keep going. Joe, uh, what are you looking in looking at in the next game? Like, who are you looking at anyone that's going to stand out? Like a player you're expecting to see. Good things I mean, Julia and I get uh, into arguments about this. Uh, I'm I'm obsessed with goaltending. I'm I'm obsessed I'm obsessed with who they're going to start and and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, when Freddie Anderson went in for Game Six, there was very much a, the hot takes were ready. They were ready for Game Six if he didn't show out. Play- Playoff ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. And it, but it may, it may, if you, you know, like, why didn't you start him in an easy game five situation, XYZ? I'm like, well, because Ronta wants the net and Ronta was ready to go. Right. Yeah. But I also know, and why game six made a lot of sense is because Ronta probably is also gassed in that situation because he hasn't been in this role before. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to be mean to Ronta or be uh, critical of Ronta. It's just kind of something in the back of everybody's mind, given his injury history and how he's just kind of, gone about his role this season especially when you also factor in that freddie was brought in to be this guy because he has as everybody would tell you a higher ceiling so it made sense that they went with freddie in game one so i would expect to see him again in game two and if he gets locked this is the thing that i'm looking for if he's locked in if it looks like he's going to hit that ceiling then i this thing's going to go five you know, like the, the the Devils are too good. They'll go back to New Jersey. They'll they'll get a game, but this thing will wrap up in five if we find ourselves in a situation where Freddie's locked in. Hey, I'm not going to complain. I, we we both predict. I know Rod stage. Rod will yell this at me because five. Rod's Rod's whole thing is I'm just looking for a guy to give me a chance. That's all they ask. I know he said it multiple <laughs> times. Just get, we need he won't even tell us anymore who he's starting. <laughs> he won't because he's like you're obsessed with it. I just want a guy to give me a chance. But what you're saying is you you need. Freddie to give you the best chance. And I think that's what we're going to see going forward. Who do you no. think the devils will play in goal? Sorry. Last question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. We actually asked, it's funny. We actually asked trip that today and he, I, I think you go back to the young guy I, because, you know, he was already, he was, you know, like we talked about earlier, he was, he was shaky in game six, but he bounced back. So at least mm-hmm. give him the opportunity to do it again. 
Right. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then they'll go back to was it Vanisex? So that, I think that's yeah. what's probably going to happen. I honestly yeah. don't think. I don't think many of our goals were really too much on him. Like, I don't, I, I think they like Pesci shot. He couldn't see. Yeah. Oh um, no, they were, no, there were quite they, a few that weren't on him. So like, I, I would yeah. think to get his confidence back, be like, Hey, we didn't pull you because you were doing bad, but yeah. because we needed someone to stop and new face. It's, it's, it's three nothing early in the second period. We needed to stop the bleeding <laughs> and figure something out. So yeah. That's yeah. Back great. Yeah. It might All be right. the guys in front of you, but you're a quick chick. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, if for those who are living under a rock and don't know where to find you and your podcast and all that on the socials, where can people find you on the socials and where can they so, watch and listen to your podcast? Yeah. So on on Twitter, it's at Joe Ovias, uh, on YouTube, just type in Ovias and Gilio. I know very very difficult names to spell, but you can you can I, do that. I, I I know I pronounce them both bad. I am so sorry. It's, oh, it's just, all good. I, I'm, it's all I'm, good. I'm shaky when it comes Zach, to something. Zach, so. It's been like it, it's I've my name's <laughs> been said all sorts of ways, man. All sorts of ways. It's all good. Um, but yeah, no. If you if you if you look us up, you know, always Gilio on YouTube, it, it should come up. Um, and you know, same with the podcast and, I, mm-hmm. you know, since I just started, I'm, I'm learning all sorts of stuff about po- podcast platforms and distribution and whatnot. And some plot podcast platforms will immediately accept you when you sign on others won't, and it takes a couple of weeks. So yeah. we're getting all that stuff sorted out and we should be in all the major places, hopefully by the end of the week. Yeah. Apple. I know Apple usually takes about a week. Spotify. No, what's like, funny like is Apple was a day. Apple took a day. Apple huh. took, it's, it's Google. That's giving me a pain in the ass. Apple huh. is a day. I was up and running on Apple and Spotify. He's one of the blessed months. ones, Zach. He's one of the blessed ones. It took, <laughs> me, it took me five months to get on Apple for the podcast, but Spotify was like two hours. So that's I mean, funny. Eh, again, that's my, my issue is Google right now. I it, it said it could take like a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, for everyone who does go into the podcast platforms, make sure to give these guys five stars on Spotify and Apple. Please do it. Drop them. Um, you know, comments as well on there because I I dropped you guys five stars and left a comment. So positive yeah, make sure, vibes yeah. only. Positive vibes exactly. Only. Always <laughs> positive vibes only is just how it is. But Joe, like I said, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This was a lot of fun. Just talking kids yeah, no, a little thanks. bit, talking radio yeah. and podcast. This was a blast. No, appreciate. Hey, look, appreciate you guys having listened to the show. Appreciate you guys uh checking stuff out and appreciate you having me on. Like I I put the call out. I'm like, look, I'm bored. I got nothing going on. So if you want me on your podcast, <laughs> let me know. So I'll drop on by. I know. Cat <laughs> dropped it in our, in our group chat because I, I follow you guys, but it was just like I, I missed it. And then Cat's like, hey, look at this tweet. And I'm, like, I'm always, I'm like, Zach, this person, this person. And I saw you drop it. And I was like, Zach, you have to. You have to. Yeah, why not? Right? Why not? <laughs> and right, I was like, a... like, two minutes later, I'm like, hey, Joe. So, but... <laughs> well, you'll have All a good right. night. All right, you too, Joe. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. See ya. All right. Well, that was Joe Obi's. And oh, my God. Zach, Zach. Yes. The Florida Panthers won the second game. I saw three, two. Oh my! God. <laughs> I do have to say though, the pel- the pl- the penalty calling is absolutely atrocious. It lives I'm on. I'm sure it's a joke. I'm sure. Imagine, I'm sure. okay, Sam Bennett needs. I don't know if they're gonna do any. I don't know if the pl- the player safety is gonna do anything, but Sam Bennett needs to get suspended or something because the fact that he threw his head into the boards, punched him in the back of the head, and then choke slammed him to the ice, and he's out now. That was bad. That was, did you I not didn't see, see that? that? No. Go all right. Go to my yeah. Go to my Twitter when you get a chance later. And basically, you see, it was a battle between Matt. It was between Nyes and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett like grabs him, 
throws him into the boards and then like puts him in a headlock. And you kind of see like a little jab to the back of the head and throws him onto the ice. And Mary well, Knight missed the rest okay. of the game. Well, that's not fun. Bad officiating and penalties like that takes all the fun fun away of them beating Toronto on their home ice. Dang it. Exactly, yeah. I do this. I forget who it was, but someone took a puck to the head too off a off a Nylander slap shot. That was absolutely brutal. It's well, you you hope he's okay, but man, yeah, no, officiating has been an absolute. All of joke. that I hope gets settled. Um, I hope so too. Unfo- unfortunately, so though, it sounds like Toronto fans are a little upset. They're not going to be able to have tickets to the next two games. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. It's so. It's, listen, no, I, I, I'm I not mean, we, to, we had I've to already made. I already talked about it. I already made a video about it. You can go watch it on my TikTok. You can go. Oh, it's great. Oh, video. It it's so good. Oh, no, just it should shade. not be a story. We talk about home ice advantage. Fans of the home team obviously are always going to get. Preferential treatment for the first round of tickets. Priority, especially yeah, they, for they, they, get, they like, get top priority. Yeah, because it's our home. It's our home arena. We should get first dibs on tickets. It's nothing new to anyone. So it's like football the, fan, football teams do it. Everyone does it. The the fact that like the, the fact that yeah, like cat yours was amazing. But yeah, if anyone has it, go check out Annie's. Uh, was it? I think it's Annie Od on on TikTok. Am I right on that? Annie O.D.? Is that, is that how she does yeah, that hurt? Yeah, you should be able to find it. Yep. Yeah, go watch hers because her full-length one is absolutely amazing. And the fact that it's like, oh, well, you wouldn't do that in Toronto. Well, yeah, no effing crap. It's just like the way and the shade she throws and like like act like you've been here before. Oh, wait, you haven't been? The shade is absolutely fantastic. And she I'm is one of my it. favorite hockey content creators. And I just saw her thing and I was like, I have to put it in my two cents. As someone that is on one of the teams that got a – Ranger fans got mad at us last year about it, which oh, is ridiculous. Oh, we, we, we had Bud Light upset with it, us for, it for no doesn't, reason. Like, like a beer company Bud, got in on it. Bud Light has its own it, – it has its own issues all the time. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but, like, it, it's just it's just it's a weird – It's a weird argument. And, again, it's like I said in my video, they want to have two narratives. They want to say, you don't have any fans, you're a small market team. But then they're upset because we give the fans – of the home team first dibs, but if you're also saying, well, you don't have any fans, then you should be able to get tickets. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why are you worried tickets are going to sell out to the fans? You said we don't have, what does that make it make sense? You can't, cause that's, that, that's, that's big market mentality. Anyway, it's just, it's just it the Florida Panthers, despite the bad officiating and all of this stuff, I hate that that is not being a story of playoffs, but the fact that they have the chance to do the second funniest thing, and one day beat the President's Trophy winner and might be the one to kick out the Toronto Maple Leafs would be absolutely hilarious. And I, you know, if we get through and we face them, that would oh be boy. interesting. But also, I mean, I, I, that last game we played against them, I feel confident. That felt like a playoff game. I feel confident. Yeah. I just want to see what happens. This this new bracket of no no defending champ champs in the abs, no Bruins, no Rangers, like it's such, it's, it's just such, become it's so chaotic. It's such, we're, we're here it's for it. Chaotic, and I'm we're always here down. For I want us to go so far, but I, I like our chances more and more. The more chaotic it gets, because we thrive on chaos. We're the only, the only thing dang hurricane. <laughs> I'm the only thing for me is the fact that you're going. You're talking about a Panthers team who got who 
caught fire to get into the playoffs and now knock off the Bruins are now two up on the Maple Leafs and they go if they make it into an Eastern Conference final with a, a hot Panthers team that I don't care what anyone says that's going to be a battle <laughs> in the Eastern Conference final if it's Kane's Panthers that- Oh. That is a redemption story from last year for them. Hard redemption story. You, the thing is, though, I would love it. The fact that you have a, like, an homage to an, like, the, you have the Southeast Division vibes in an Eastern Conference final where you got Panthers, Canes. Like, they're not two, even writing the goalie that got them two playoffs. They put Bob back in there. Bob no. has been the guy. That's what's the like, crazy part. They got Alex Langham into the playoffs, and now Bobrovsky is like carrying them through the playoffs. It's like, all right, cool. But talking about a guy who absolutely like is playing phenomenal hockey right now, how about Freddie Anderson in the last two games? Oh my absolute! Oh, yeah, he two is, goals, he is... two goals in two games. Freddie's on fire right now. Like, he has heard insane. he heard the criticism and he's out ready you know, for some blood. He's ready. I need, I, I need to look ready, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, basically, I I you know I need to see where his goals against are right now because it's got to be absolutely insane. His goals against so far in the playoffs, it's a point nine five. Point nine five with he's played five periods. He's played seven periods. Seven periods of hockey, 0.95. He's a sub one goalie in two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, remember, <laughs> remember last podcast um, when we didn't quite know the winner of the um, Rangers and the Devils, and I was talking about look at all the goalies that are left mm-hmm. after the first round. Yeah. I like our, I like our guys. I like our, I like oh. our guys. Hey, you know I liked our guys before. But our guys look even better now. Hey, as as the GM Don Waddell said, we like our team. <laughs> I love this team. And so someone did correct me on Twitter uh, about the goals against why I was under one. Overtime also did count as you know part of that stat. So that's why it wasn't it wasn't one because it went into overtime. That's why it was under one. So that actually makes sense. So I completely I forgot about that weird thing that they do for goals against, even though it was like a part of a period. So yeah, but Freddie Anderson is a point ninety point nine five in seven periods of hockey. Well, six in however long it was in overtime, but yeah, he came to play and we're getting the Freddie Anderson that we've been waiting for for the playoffs. And so far so good. But I mean, talk about last night's game. Absolutely Zach, they electric. Played so well. They started on time and they skate like I would say maybe in the second period they dropped from like maybe like a 9800% to like maybe a 9085% and that didn't even matter. Like no. the Devils might have gotten more shots, but they weren't it was never like too crazy and I mean there were a few times where the puck uh, trickled a little too close to our goal line, but yeah. just the de- defense of Rod Brindamore was like, no, well, well, <laughs> everyone well, in the net. <laughs> well, how about how about Jordan Martinuk with the clearance and the crease too? Like the puck gets away from Freddie. Jordan Martinuk's in the blue paint. He just absolutely just knocks that thing Dude, out. He does, Party, he, he does ice it, but Martinuk has been absolutely on it. Marty last, Party like, was games. a workhorse last night. Like he was got, everywhere. I'm pretty sure it. he had like three or four takeaways and their end. He was just the guy up top bothering them. And like you're thinking, okay, maybe. Sebastian Ajo will do it every now and then because he's got a little finesse stripping people of the puck. 
But Marty Party was just like, no, nah, I'm just going to push you, and I'm that's mine now. And it gave time for his team to either change or to have another rush up there. That man, he was like, I'm on the second line, and I'm ready to go. Like, I will give you everything I can do. I am all for second line Jordan Martin up right now. He's been, he's been absolutely on it. I, the the pass he made to, to just Barry Cook and Yemi for that, well, I think it was the th- third goal or the fourth goal? Third. I think it was the third goal. That was four. just <laughs> – Maybe it was four. Either way, that like that just that pass. It was the th- okay. It was the third. Okay, cool. There were so many good goals. I forget which one was which. How the order it was, but either way, like that pass he did to just Barry right down the goal line was just great. It was just great determination. Great pass. It was a great finish. Can we talk about how well Yes Barry fit into that role of second line center as a he was the Jordan Stall of Jordan Stall's two typical two line mates. Yep. Foss and Martinuk, and it was huh. just we, perfect. It was we, the exact same, if not even better, because he's younger and a little quicker. And they played so well together. That line was grinding, and they were and but you had a little bit more offensive. Like yes, Barry was wanting a goal, and thankfully he got one. But that line was going, and that that freed up the third line to have, oh, yeah. as I said earlier, to have Drury, Nate, and again. We say third, but Jury, Saul, and Natchez. Like, who would have put that line? I would never have thought to put that line together. It wor- but that I mean, was the shutdown line of the Hughes line. I mean, that's like, what shut it down. Like we said, Rod's got that magic touch. He gets the feel of the locker room. And, like, and have we said about KK being like the Jordan Saul 2.0? Because that's all we've been saying the whole season that he is completely earning that money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he is literally Jordan Stahl 2.0. And it's actually showing him more now for the fact that the guys who was with Jordan Stahl most of the season is now with him in the in the playoffs and still playing like it's no big deal. Yeah. It like what Joe said, the team just works together. Like it's just something about this team is so special. That they just work. I mean, even what Mike and Shane talked about on Kane's cast, it's just like you're bought in and everyone does it and, and like they fight for each other. It's like it that's what it doesn't why people are wondering, like, how does this work for the hurricane? And it's just the room is completely different. Like, just the way this team bonds and gels together, it's like it's a family. It's not just guys being on a team together. It seems like it's well, a family because you think all the Finns are together plus Nietzsche's. Plus Yarby. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how you look at this team. And it's like, it's not just a hockey yeah. team. It's like, it's dudes who want to play for each other and everyone likes hanging out together. It's just the culture within the locker room is and just, like it, makes complete, a per, it makes us a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. Well, it's the complete effort, too, right? Yeah. So I, I said this on Twitter, but. I have been more critical of Natchez recently, not of his, not of his really offensive production, but his defense. He had some great clears and defensive stops and takeaways last night. And I mean, I don't want to credit that to him being on the captain's line, but Jordan Stahl does make everyone better that he plays with. Um, But that was the most I've seen from Natchez. And I was impressed. Like I was like, wow, who got that puck? And I was like, it was number 88. Like I was like, that would normally it would have been like, oh, that's turbo because I see an eight and I'm like, oh, it must have been turbo. No turbo on the ice and Nate just stepped right in and was like, no, I'm gonna play some defense. And it 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 was so good. And to see I there is not one guy on that ice. I mean, poor ghost. 
they scored because he lost his footing. I think that's the one bad well, play. It, it, it was also had. it was also a weird play too because the fact that like, like it went to the Devils guy who got stood up on the blue line with Ghost went back to one of the Devils players who shot it up to Bastion. So it was just it was, I won't even blame Ghost for that because he stood his guy up. It was just unfortunately you had like a Devil, a Devil, then another Devil over here, and it's just the way the, the way the passing went is just unfortunately. Ghost didn't have the help because Pulley should have had Bastion. He didn't. So it's just that's how he got free like that. So it's just. Oh, Pulley had a great look last night, too. If he yeah. gets a goal in these playoffs, that's. Oh, how about, how, about, how about on the on the same power play to Bastion Ajo and Seth Jarvis hit a post and a crossbar, beating Vanek that, twice? Like, come that, on. That would normally talking about the puck like from early. That normally would have crippled oh. this team, and this team was like, "Nope, we're gonna get it." Like that's that showing that we are on target. And oh, normally, 100%. if we had done that, we would have been like, "Shoot, there goes our game. We can't get it in. Like everything's stopping it." But no, the boys were like, "Nope, we've already made some. We're gonna make those. Those were on target. Just need to adjust a little bit." And we just honestly just kept going. I mean, you get you get the year of Shea back in there. You help from your blue line, just as Wall was saying, hey, we haven't seen our blue line really these playoffs. And they were like, okay, we're here. And yeah. it's not even – like, you're like, oh, okay, Burns. Nope. You get Shea back into it. You get Pesci back into it, which you Ghost love is, to see from Pesci. Ghost with an absolute bomb just – unfortunately just can't get in. But, I mean, it's just – it's like say the line, Bart, the year of the Shea. And it's just <laughs> Kane stats – Thank you so much for that meme. It's just so great. But yeah, like just unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game last night because the stream I usually try to was like <laughs> no. So I basically listened. I just listened to a night. I I listened to Mike and Shrimp because I mean at, after round one, all right, radio, forget the national broadcast because you know what's going to happen. It's just going to be oh the Canes, yeah, right, whatever. Zach, I'll try to help you find a way to watch it. <laughs> hey, you know what though. <laughs> I'm not upset. I get I, I get Mike and Trip on the radio side. I'm not upset about. I'll mostly just mute the, mute the national broadcast anyway and listen to. Yeah, our but guys. it's good to see. I mean, oh, like yeah. they're they're great yeah. to hear, but it's great to see the boys in action. But oh, 100. Um, percent Yeah, but thank you to YouTube and the NHL Network. I, I got to watch the highlights at least. But no, I mean, top of just the overall game. How about Brett Pesci's goal? Clean off the face off. Just gets it right past the. Schmidt, that was just I, that was so clean. I listen, Jarvis had a great celly, everyone has a great celly. Something about Brett Pesci's celly, and maybe it's because you don't see it that often. His no, he was hyped. make me so happy. He looks like a kid that just scored his first goal every time. How about his dad Brian so, on Twitter? <laughs> it just makes you feel so excited for him. Like you're already excited oh, yeah. they scored. It's the Kane's got first on the board, but just in general, watching his face and stuff, you're just like, you just, it feels like you just watched your kid score his first goal. You're like, yes! And yeah. I, oh man, I didn't mean to make him feel bad because I asked if he was at the game and he said, no. Um, I was going to buy, I was like, I'll buy you a beer, honestly, for that goal. That was great. Um, uh, just the way yeah, the- I love the throwback Pesci picks. They're hilarious. So great. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Daily Kaylee who posted like the photo of like that photo of Brett where he's like staring, like staring whoever was down. Just that, like, I that, think it was like it, from a face off. I think it was like a face off. Yeah, that, was, like, that, that, that look of intense years, like. No, I don't want to mess with Brett Pesci right now, but no, that goal was. I mean, we've seen his left hook, man. I wouldn't. No, no. 
The second goal. Oh my absolute word, Seth Jarvis. Like that the there's just the fact of how he blocked it, getting who I I forget who he blew by. I think he just zipped by the defense with no problem, just full on booked it. And the finish was just so nice against Schmidt. And the Selly, that Selly was so good. It was just I need him to talk more smack. So he was talking smack. First of all, I still haven't seen the video of his hit from last night. I need to see it. He threw a hit that had the barn going, whoa. And that's funny because, again, one of the smallest dudes on the ice. But he he, he has no care. Reckless abandon. That's the, how he plays hockey. He learned it from, I mean, he learned it from Svetch and he's, it's coming out to play. But the fact that they interviewed Martinuk and he said that Jarvis was jawing at him and saying, <laughs> you guys need to step up. I have the most hits, which I think now he's tied with Shea, who is also not always, like he throws some hits. They're not always like yeah. the most intimidating, but they're very well-timed. But oh, yeah. I just, I need him. After I heard that, I was like, and he got this like breakaway goal. And Aho has had those, so many of those chances. I need him to jaw at Aho and be like, um, "Yeah, so I finished this. Do you want to finish yours next time?" <laughs> talk talking about hits though. How about that Jordan Martin? I forget who he laid it on, but it was just like he rocked. Oh, and it said in incoming court. Jordan Martinuk. That yeah, uh, that's reckless like... abandonment. You don't know if Jordan Martinuk is going to be on the ice for his, like just just flailing somewhere on the ice running into the boards, running into someone, getting the puck. Like, that man is a wrecking ball. I know. Jarvis just, Jarvis is a little kid in a candy shop running around, and you've got yeah, Martin who's yeah, a bull yeah, in a china shop. Basically, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, someone just tweeted out, like, it was the video, and then it was just, like, an emoji of, like, the train on tracks. It was just, like mm-hmm. – and that, for me, it's just, like, incoming Jordan Martin. Just, like, the absolute way – I forget, like I said, whoever he rocked, has to be feeling that because like just watching the video version i couldn't imagine it in person but the way he just laid that hit you're like oh that's gonna hurt well you expect those hits so you're like those hits like you're expecting like pull you yarvi to throw those hits or when double mac is in the line but then martin throws them and there's just like there's something about him that it's just like that had to hurt even more because it's just so chaotic and like just crunch it's like it's it's not it doesn't it's, feel timed. <laughs> no, it's it's basically Jordan Martinuk, but like I said, going back to like I said, going back to the third goal, like the way he the just their board battle to get the puck back and that nice setup he did to KK at the bottom, right by the goal. It was just it was a nice just a nice slam dunk, just finish it, just absolutely great, making it three nothing. And then Brady Shea. Oh my absolute goodness. Like have a bomb of a shot like the way he just absolutely rockets that and who was it that did like the like a, the 10 foot jump off the ice to get like to have the puck go under him forget who it was someone had some hops to get away from that because like oh, yeah. i don't know but i don't that, know but that blast from I, shea was absolutely just majestic of how hard the placement was so perfect the, th- the thing and the thing that joe talked about is again how this team just battles like it just goes mm-hmm. through like it just pushes through whatever and they're like we're gonna play is that seeing in these playoffs um two things that i say stand out to me is are for as much criticism as it got and i mean deservedly so at times but our power play like what how where did it come from because even last night even though we didn't get one it was on fire. Like it was firing everywhere. They were moving the puck. They were talking. They were passing. Like 
it was just and so close so many close chances like we had maybe a few problems with some zone entries but besides that like it looked like a power play that had been firing on off cylinders all year long oh well, and, like like right after we got ghosts and all of a sudden our power play just couldn't be stopped for like what was it like four or five games where they were just absolutely just almost putting everything home yeah it was just like when we just got ghosts at the deadline yeah but, like yeah, they didn't score but yeah it they were moving last night. I don't know what happened, it but was please good, keep doing powerful. it. They had great looks. Like there was no longer like, and it doesn't kill the momentum anymore. That's kind of the big thing too, is obviously you want them to score on it, but a lot right, of the yeah. times towards the end, it would kill the momentum of the game. You'd be crushing them five on five. You'd get a power play, but that would like take away our advantage almost. So yeah. it's good to see that. And I'd say the other thing about these playoffs is um, all these other guys stepping up. It's like we have talked about how everyone on the team contributes. Everyone can score. And we're getting guys that kind of struggled a little bit in the regular season or had some start. Like, so you're getting effort from Pesci. All right. Pesci's not one of our biggest. I'd say I put him along maybe just a little bit above Slavin, but they're not big. Like they, they cover for their more offensive partners. So they'll shoot, but it's just not always the same kind of consistency or maybe velocity of their partners. But you're getting goals from them. Jarvis is finally getting the puck look that he's been fighting for all season. Oh, 100%. You've got, you've got yes, Barry. I mean, he has been, he's, he's just Jordan Stahl 2.0, a young Jordan Stahl. Take yeah. it. You've got Shea getting back into it now, which he's been, he was a little quiet in the first series. And then, I mean, Quickie, Quickie was like, you're like, oh, the, he, ah, another guy that would hustle his butt off Great. and not get a goal. And now he's like, oh, yeah, goal a game, sure. Yeah, he, he he hits the empty net, no problem. Just like, eh, you know, put the puck in the net, good to go. But I think for Shea, I think the fact that you go from a like a New York Islanders team that's basically playing like the Rangers of like how they were last year, it's like it's almost like you kind of defeated the demons of playing a phys- a team that's more physical and plays a physical game rather than okay, now you're playing the Devils who yes can play physical but they're not like the islanders or the rangers where they're just gonna beat the absolute crap out of you well and stuff it like makes that us seem more it makes us seem like the more physical team like again we've always talked the canes don't like yes We're, we have a smothering four check and we are we can really like press and keep you in your zone and we're going to like beat like beat you in board battles and kind of lock it in there. But we're not out there going to lay all these open ice hits. No, we're that's not just, going that's to headhunt anyone. Game. Like we're not we're not that. But compared to the Devils, it looks like we're the heavier hitting team because yeah. you've just got like Jarvis <laughs> and Martin being like, nah. <laughs> well, that's what Mike and Shane were talking about. It's like the fact that you and I think Mike said it too. It's like if if you're going to go into a shootout with the Devils, if the Hurricanes go into a shootout for them, it's almost advantage Devils because you don't want to get to a foot race. You don't want to have to be having like six, five games, you know, whatever. But the fact that the Cans play like they're – like we've seen them play all year where it's, you know, trap them in their zone, do this, you know, battle and cycle the puck around the boards, get it in and – do the four check and do the great back check and do everything you need to do. Play a defensive game with the probably the most the best defensive core in the league. That's how you're going to beat teams, and that's what we saw in, in round one and kind of what we saw last night. That's why they held the Devils to one shot in the first period and they beat them five to one at home. It's just the the Canes the Canes do have speed, but the way they smother and frustrate teams not in terms of like smacking them around with hits like you said, but 
play a, a like a strong no, defensive it's, game. It's block. structured. Like, it's structured. Yeah. Structured defense works, and that's how the Canes have always been. Because Rod Brendamore, Tim Gleese, and the defense we have. That's how the team. If the Canes play like that every night and not get into like a foot race with the Devils, that's advantage Canes. Most of her in the whole series. If you look at it that we, way. Well, and so you look at the game last night, and we had the shots were low for a Canes game. Yeah, the shots were low, and the goals were plentiful. Hey, and you know what that means? So you know what you that have... means? They, they optimize on the opportunities instead of having like yeah. 45 shots a game and having like two goals. Now but it's there like, are people, oh my goodness. And I, by people, I mean like some analysts and slash lead fans. Uh, but just people on Twitter that they were like, the shots on goal here were 23 to 19. That's about as boring of a playoff game can get. First of all, if you watch that game, the back and forth and speed of those teams is not boring. Second of all, no. just because we're not going games into like three, three, five to six does not mean it's boring. I'm sorry. We don't need to keep, we trust our goalies to stop more shots. <laughs> our defense holds down more shots. Yeah. But I also mean, you take that. to like, complain okay. that we only had 23 shots. We had five, five goals. goals, but only 23 shots and the devils, we kept them to 19 and they had one goal and but in the regular season, we'll have like we had like sixty plus shots, yeah, and then and we get maybe is. like two goals, maybe, and people would be like, "How? That's crazy! What is that? Like, what do you want from us? We've done both, and nobody's ha- <laughs> nobody is okay with what we do. Like, it's always like mm, that's not right, and it's like, okay, well, we're winning one way or the other." And you don't like it either way. So you just don't like what we're doing, apparently. <laughs> Experience Canes hockey, but it's also – and that's the thing I love talking about, too, for the fact that, like, other fan bases ask us, like, how does this work for the Hurricanes? And for us Hurricanes fans, it's like, it's just the team. Like, we get it. It's just – it doesn't make sense, but it also makes sense because that's just the Hurricanes. It's a chaotic, it's a chaotic thing that just somehow works. And but like, also, you you have to you have to watch the Hurricanes enough to get what this team is. But it's, it's also like, fan bases that either in the regular season are not doing as well as we are, or maybe they didn't make playoffs, or maybe they're losing their playoff series, and they're like, "What are the Canes doing?" And it's like, "Whatever they're doing, it's working. Why are you questioning our methods?" Yeah, well, it's they, obviously they, doing something that you should be doing. It, well, they're trying to compare us to the, it's like, "Oh, you guys are kind of like us." No, we're not. We're not like you. No, I would <laughs> you say can, if any, you can't compare to us, you can't compare the Hurricanes. To I've had team. people. I I like the Seattle Kraken. Um, Oh, I yeah, know our abs, I know our abs fans have a little bit there's a little animosity in there there's and I know it's a lot to do with the officiating and all of that stuff and I I hate that that's part of it but in general like during the season, I like that team and I like to say that they are they are very similar I mean they have ties to the canes and some of their management but they are very similar to the canes in aspects but for some people to be like well they, they should really do this like the Seattle Kraken do and I'm like no no we're similar we're not operating the same no it, it looks like this but really not this. we are the middle child do not push us to them no <laughs> millennials and gen z's are not the same people 
we're not the same. We thing. are. We are the millennial team. Whatever we do is wrong. We can't figure out if we're cool or not. We try to be cool. <laughs> they say we're not cool. We're chuggy to them or whatever it is. And then we're and That's then like we're cracking over here and they're like slay and we've got your back and we're just like what? That's what that's we, what I'm saying. The, like we're, the Canes like we're, we're, are the most millennial team. Yes, and the nothing we do are, is ha- you've got the you've got the earlier generations telling us you're so wrong at doing like all of this stuff, and you're just like no. And then younger generations are like you're not good at this, and you're just like I I can't win. I'm just gonna do what I do and just go with it, and it works. Yeah, that's you a great. I'm I'm glad we came to that realization just now. <laughs> We we are the Hurricanes are officially the most millennial team in the NHL. The yeah. Cracker are the most Gen Z Zoomer team of the league. You know what? There and, we go. There and we the go. Leafs are the Boomers. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, the, not even the Gen X, the Boomers because of the sixties. Oh god! <laughs> All right, Cat. There's a there's a TikTok idea for you right there. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how when that comes. I'll out. have to find something for that. Oh, um, that's going to be fantastic. Speaking but, of, I mean, we're in a really good mood, so I don't want to spoil it with some thoughts I have. But I do, okay. since it's all Canes fans, you guys will, I think you guys will understand where I'm coming from here. I feel like, especially in playoffs, especially with some media people, that we are being a little bit gaslit. I feel it. I never used that word before. I didn't use it like really lightly. But for them to turn around and say, you guys are just, wanting to be um what's the word uh, underdogs to be underdogs or to be disrespected like you're looking for it and it's like i want to speak for us and say no we're not looking for it us going and saying and asking for you to talk about us as the winning team the team that played so well and the team that is thriving in playoffs right now we just we want you to acknowledge that. We want you to acknowledge what our team is doing well because I know all of you because I see it, especially it's not obviously it's not on Bally with Trip and Mike, but on national level, even if we like this season, even when we're the number number two team, we're playing a team that's not even in contention for playoffs and we are winning, they will talk about that other team being like, Wow, what can they do? They they're just playing so bad and they like, they could have a shot at winning this. And I'm like, why aren't you talking about the team that's winning the game? That's number two in the league. Why, why are you acting like it's a surprise that we're winning this game? And, but then if we're losing to say the Bruins or the Rangers, they will talk about them nonstop in the broadcast and just be all over them. And so excited, like, look at what they're doing well and all of this stuff. And Kane's fans, I know what it feels like. You're sitting here going, are you going to talk about us when we're losing or when we're winning? One of them, you have to like talk about us. And then, so to say, hey, just we want acknowledgement. We're doing really well right now. Last night was a clinical hockey game. We did so well against a team that was right on our heels the whole regular season. And you're just going to talk all about what they did wrong and be like, yeah, the Canes played good. And then keep going about them like – I understand if you're going to give two sides of it, but to go at the Canes fans and say, you guys have an inferior inferiority complex mm-hmm. or you guys want to be the underdogs. And it's like, nope, no one wants that. 
And I don't want to be gaslit to you for people to think that we are putting that on ourselves. We have been dealing with it. We just want to respect for our team. But I just it's, wanted to say, I hear you. <laughs> I'm frustrated by it. And for and then for them to come and try to talk you down from being like, I just want you to talk about my team in a good light for once. And for them to be like, wow, you're really asking for a lot here. Then you're just like, yeah, just, it, just keep doubting us. It's it's better than sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's mutually exclusive. That yeah, the Devils played bad hockey, obviously, because they got one one shot in the first period, and also the Canes played a really sound game that we're used to. Both things can be mutually exclusive. It's not one or the other. They both can be the same thing. But yeah, it's just it's just, like I even said this too. It's just like 2006. No, everyone everyone picked the Hurricanes to be last, and. It's just one of those things where, you know, that's unfortunately the way it is. It's just, it's the big markets. It's just the old heads, the analysts, like it's, they, people cannot understand how, huh? I said the old heads. Sorry. I was laughing at what you said. (laughs) It's just the fact that they still can't understand that non-traditional hockey markets can figure it out. Like, like I said, 2006, no one can figure out how the Hurricanes did it because, like I said, everyone picked them to finish last in the league. And the well, thing just, is, you look, you look at Tampa. They love Tampa for whatever reason. They just love Tampa because they Stan- earned their respect winning twice. Well, well, even then, they love Steven Sam because he's a superstar player and stuff like that. But, oh, it's Raleigh. Like, no one cares. But it's like, okay, you can't love Florida – but then also not really respect <laughs> or Nashville. Carolina. Like you're loving all these. And it's like, how dare Carolina that Southern. And you're like, there's Nashville. <laughs> there's literally something more Southern sounding than us. Like, come on. I and, mean, the fact that the fact that you, you look at Dallas, like that they, they love Jake Ottinger out in Dallas. And it's like, it, it's, it's weird to me on the fact that like, it's just, you look at, like I said, it's just the big markets look at non-traditional hockey markets. Like, Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of cool you guys are doing some, but yeah, it's whatever. But it's like they always go back to, oh, well, oh, you just figured out you finally have a team. It's like, mm, nope, second in the league in the time. And, and we sold thirty, we sold out thirty-one games. It's like, stop with this narrative that the fact that no one in Carolina likes this team, or the fact that we just figured out we have a hockey team. People know we have a team. Like, it's not as a like South Carolina is a little bit different from where I'm at because like, it's not promoted as much because it's. It's a weird thing how it's not really like the Hurricanes aren't really promoted down here. It's the Gamecocks. It's because they've got then, yeah. It's it's very college. It's, it's very it's yeah. Like we do have hockey teams down here with the Stingrays and the Swamp Rabbits, but it's not the same thing. It's just it is what it is. But there are Hurricanes fans here. It's just a few far in between. Well, and let's look North Carolina. Fact. But it's just like I'm just tired of the narrative of oh you finally figure you had a hockey team or oh, no one really cares about hockey in Carolina. It's like. Look what the Steam series did, and the <laughs> alumni game, and the and the Frozen Finley game. Stop with this narrative. We don't care about it's, hockey. Just and it's stop. and it's not just that. It's just yeah. I I'm just tired of that. No matter what we do, it's wrong. Again, we're the millennials of the league. That's fine. <laughs> um, but it's just like for example, my obviously I got into hockey because my dad, my mom, try as she might. She is not always the, like, she will go to everything. She will cheer. She loves it. She's not right. always the most, like, 
up to speed with like she is not probably as obsessed with it as I am. My dad would call and text me about new dark like things like that. But even she and she doesn't watch a lot of TV, but even she notices on game like game six against the Islanders at the Islanders. She calls and talks to me. I think it was um I think it was during the game, or maybe it was like leading up to it, and she was like they cannot stop talking about what the how how the Islanders get back into this. How do they find their game? Oh, she was like, are they not going to talk about how the team that's winning can clinch the series? Like, she was like, why are we just talking about the team that is crawling back into like why? Yeah. And I was like, welcome, mom. That's that's how it is. And she's always like, they won't stop talking about the other team. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. I was like, why do you think you listen to me and dad talk about the canes on the couch all the time? We're your commentators when we're watching on ESPN. <laughs> That's why. That's why after round one, I only, I only listen to Mike and Trip because that's the only thing I can stand. Because you can't stand national media. It's just unfortunately that's the thing. It's just Ray, luckily Ray Furrow actually knows how to do his job. Thank goodness. But it's just other than that, it's just it, it's just I don't know what it's going to take. Because like I said, we've had we've had a we've had the All Star Game, won a cup, got a draft. Obviously, shout out for the stadium series. It's just one of those things where at certain at some point, it's someone's gotta someone's gotta figure it out. I'll be like, all right, we need to talk with the hurricanes, but you know what? It is what it is. And just the fact that to see PK Subban being in just just being distraught over the fact that the devils got Molly Whopped last night. I'm here for it. Yes. Um, it, it's just a great thing. And it's it, at this point, you know what? Fine, keep disrespecting us. It's okay, cool, no problem. We'll just love it's our not team even, more. It's not even keep disrespecting us. Just don't pay attention to us. That's fine. We'll okay, just sneak yeah, our that's way through that's, 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 that's fine. That's why, man. If you want to keep disrespecting us, fine. Or if you just don't even pay attention, it's all right. We'll we'll enjoy our little bubble as the Hurricanes, and we'll just enjoy our team and love them because we actually do give it. Like, why do you think there's like us, Storm Cellar, Locked On Canes, Home Ice Advantage, um, Tracking the Storm? King Eric Report, Category 5. That's like, what, almost six, seven podcasts on just the Hurricanes alone? Like, Hurricanes-centric te- podcast. You, I don't If anyone listens to all of them or a couple of them, but you know what? It, that's why it's fun doing this, because we actually get to yes. talk about the team that should get more respect. But and I the mean, real ones know. The real ones know when they listen to yes, Oscar or whoever. So- so thank you for listening to us and other podcasts. And also thank you for listening to that rant. I just went on. I just watched Zach's face as I talked and he was just like, here we go again. And so I'm thank you. For, I just wanted to acknowledge fellow Canes fans. Cause I do see it. I do understand it. We are not crazy because they do not acknowledge us. And then when we ask them to, they get upset about it. So I do see it. We are being gaslit. It's fine. We're just gonna go put on our high waisted jeans, <laughs> our tall boots, <laughs> our side parted hair. <laughs> and we oh. will be the millennials of this league and get through it together. <laughs> oh, my. Are, are we gonna pull out our CD players too and and just listen to the classics of like early Nickelback and all that stuff? We'll listen to Ironic by Alana Morissette. That's what we'll do. Okay, we'll do that. Um, so <laughs> before we go into the, into stats, figures, and talking about game two, 
we have to talk about our amazing sponsors real quick, and that is Prime Wax Hockey. If you're on the YouTube version, I finally found my flag. Somehow it got lost in the move. I somehow found it, thankfully. Don't look at me, man. I had a, You know the stuff I went through this year just to try to get into the house. It was, it was a lot. But this amazing flag is finally up. And if you want this amazing flag, I did post it on my Twitter for people to see. But if you go to PrimeXHockey.com, you might be able to snag this beauty along with our amazing the amazing koozies they have or their T-shirts, hoodies, hats, all the good apparel that they have. But they also have really great hockey equipment if you're looking for cages for your helmets, if you're looking for skate protectors, rollerblade wheels, grips, tape, just anything anything hockey-related, you name it, they will probably have it. So if you go on there, use the code SEARCHCAST, you'll get your Sebastian Ajo discount of 20% at checkout. And the great thing, too, is they do free U.S. shipping, which is even more amazing, too. And they have so many great things. And if you go to their actual warehouse, that it's on, I think it's like 1411 Dick's, I think, Street or Avenue in Raleigh. Please Google that address so you know where Please you're going it. for sure. Please do so. I did it on the last episode. I didn't pull up this time. But they do they do skate sharpening at the warehouse too. So they're open Monday through Saturday. Saturday's a little bit shorter. I think it's like 10 to 1. Um, but you they do five dollar skate sharpenings at the warehouse, and they have a little store in there too for you to check out their stuff if you want to pick it up in person. Amazing group over there. They've been with us even since before episode one. Now we're at episode 70. They've been with us this whole time. Really love those guys for supporting us. So help support local, shop local, support them to help support us. So, like I said, primaxhockey.com. Use code SEARCHCAST at checkout for your Sebastian Ajo 20% off discount because that would mean a lot to us and obviously mean a lot to Primax Hockey because why not support the guys that are literally 10 minutes from the arena? And they're also season ticket members of the Hurricanes too, which just shows how much they love this team and how much they love hockey. So make it the premier destination in the triangle for anything hockey-related. So, like I said, thank you, Primax, for being a sponsor of the show for 70 episodes now and hopefully get to 100 and make something really special. So, thank Zach, you did you see – oh, well, I guess you saw it on Twitter because you weren't watching the game. <laughs> um, the guy that had the Flyers jersey at the yes, game I, last night. I did. talk about that. So, he had a Flyers jersey on, and at first you couldn't see what name was on the back of it, but he had duct taped a drawn-on Canes logo. It was the flags. It was on so the, so On the front great. of it. And it was so funny because he was just so, like, he was up dancing, pointing yeah, to it. Like... And so then at in one of the breaks, Stormy comes down and gives him a Canes jersey. But made it even better is when the guy turned around and pointed to his original, like, jersey, and it was Gosper. Like the fact that he had Ghost Bear, like he was like, listen, I'm going to try my best to have a, a jersey that represents. And it's funny because you'll see other teams wear, like other people, they'll wear jerseys of, like, I'm sure there are people there that might be wearing some Hamilton jerseys that are Kane jerseys just because it's what they have. But yeah. I like that he tried to, like, make it into a Kane jersey. And then Stormy was like, well, hold on. Let me, let me help you with that. And then. I was all over this today because I thought it was hilarious. But then, um, what is what are they called? Liberty Bell um, jerseys. Yes, they reached out and said we can customize that for, for you. And for so free, they were like, too. "But please don't, please don't make us do ghost bear. That's so long." 
And then they, and uh, I was like, it has to be that though, because that's what his jersey was. And then they were like, well, let us, then they were like, let us sweeten the pot a little bit. And they made it into an emoji of a ghost. And, that a was and it looked so good. They did it so fast. They they really did too. And the fact that the, so the guys that he actually, he actually tweeted back at me in the comments. Yeah. Bryce Barlow, or sorry, sorry. I read it really fast. Bruce Barlow. That's my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I, I read the names that super of fast. Zach strike again. <laughs> I read that too fast, and my brain thought it was something else when it really wasn't. Yeah, so Bruce Barlow, it's at Kendrick underscore LeBruck, L A B R U C on Twitter. He actually, because I because I made it because it's because it's funny like that like last night I said someone get this guy a ghost jersey and I didn't realize it was Goshus on the back, so it made even better. That kind of just like just said that out of the blue, and it was. And the fact that Liberty Bell jerseys tweeted out a photo of the 41 with the ghost bear emojis. And I said, the nameplate is absolutely phenomenal. It's sick. He, then he actually tweeted at me what the jersey actually looked like. And I'm like, that is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bruce, enjoy that jersey. And I even said, hey, Canes, we got another one. But the fact that Liberty Bell jerseys out of just sheer – like response to get that done absolutely fantastic so that is a phenomenal jersey like that's so great like a one of one you got a ghost bear emoji jersey like how can you not love that how can you not love hockey just so great it's 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 awesome it's glorious i'm jealous i i see that is the same. I was like, oh, I need Ghost to be resigned because maybe I'll get a jersey. Please, please. Um, it, it is also, so I love stories like that because otherwise you get the weird playoff stuff going on with fans that is just like, it makes you question. It makes you question the bird app. It makes you question people. Like just the fact, okay. So everyone makes, everyone makes signs at hockey games. People chirp at each, like they chirp at each other. I love that all they take things that are so just like part of hockey. And it's not like saying like boys will be boys or like anything where it's like something that's probably problematic and should be changed, but they're taking things where like they had a hot mic one time, the players are cursing. And like, they said something They're like, Oh my gosh, what did he say? And then half the time there's not a hot mic and I'm watching players chirp at each other between the bench. And I'm sure people that sit behind the bench know exactly what they're saying, but even I can lip read what they're saying. And I'm like, they're saying a lot worse than what that one hot mic might've caught. So for you to be like, Oh my gosh, how dare you say that? You do not know what they're saying in their ears. So then for like, there's fans that are making signs going into the playoffs. All right. And they're, Players see him, but, like, I don't know if they even, like, that's different. Like, why? They're not going to give any mind to some fan sign. But it's a fun thing to do. And, like, for people to get so offended by that, like, there's the picture of Aho and Jack Hughes' mom. Okay. So, like, do those players, like, does, do, how much do you think they care? But the fact that fans get personally offended about it and it's, like, dude it's just they're just chirping like that's how fans they don't think you can hear them over the glass that's how they chirp at players that's how they do things i personally we were talking last night that i wanted him 
I was going to make a sign that said, holla your ass out of here, Eric, because we everyone loves to hate on Eric Holla, who doesn't see himself as a villain and yet decides to go and, like, boop Stefan Nason on the nose to be cheeky. Like, yeah. Okay. Please but make that just, sign. Cat, please make that sign. It's just, Please like, make it. People get... I don't understand. Like, playoffs is, like, the nitty-gritty grind. But it's also the time that fans want to get the most butthurt about different things. And it's like, no one, like the the players at the end of this of the series go and get the ones that have been hitting each other for games and nonstop and chirping each other will go and shake hands and say good yeah. game and talk to each other. And they just push it off and they're like, on to the next thing. All right. Like. They can move on from it. But over here, fans are like, you're bringing his mom into this. Or like, you're talking about so-and-so. And it's like, why Why are you dwelling on it? <laughs> because they're moving on from it. And also, it's not all fans of a fan base. It's like one bad egg. We Have you been on the internet? There are trashy people everywhere. It's not one fan base or another fan base. Like, it's just. You, you'll see every, uh, every, every fan base has that small group. It is what it is. It's just, guys, like, you watch hockey. You got to have a little thicker skin when it comes to things about this stuff. Like, it's just going mean, to happen. I mean, as they say in Larry You're Kane. Kane also, you're, I mean, you're, you're talking you're about being, being Kane's fans. Oh, what? <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, just like, as they say in Larry Kenny, you're being 10 ply, bud. <laughs> Quit being soft. It's just, it is what Our, it is. Uh, our one, uh, we have a friend, Colin Jules, and I have a friend that um, his chirp at one of the games. Uh, oh, you mean, I, I mean, I mean, friend of the podcast, multi, multi episode guest, Colin. Yes. Well, his his best friend had a chirp at one of the games that we love to repeat. That we say you're he. I don't. I think it was Pittsburgh. I think it was one of their games, and he called. He said, "You're soft as charming." <laughs> And we just repeat it all the time now, especially when there's bad calls on the ice. Oh, is uh, it? Is it Eli? Is he the one that came? It's up Eli. With it? Of course it. Of course it's Eli. What a freaking beauty Eli is! That was just—he <laughs> was getting after it at the stadium series. It was absolutely fantastic. Well, of course the yeah. oh, going out to dinner and all that stuff too, in between the Hall of Fame game and the stadium series. Oh, that what a night that was! That whole weekend was great. Mm-hmm. Tired at the end of it, but yes. Um, so <laughs> stats um, yeah. <laughs> or you go, go with what you were gonna say first. <laughs> no, I was I was trying to figure out we, we do stats and figures now because I am thinking about I we probably should wrap up soon because I have to go to the game tomorrow and I'm gonna I gotta have it's a late game tomorrow, Zach, and it's Cinco de Mayo, so I've gotta get some beauty rest soon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I should go and try to get margarita so I can have a while watching the game since you know it's do it's it. All, it's also revenge. Of, it. It's also revenge of the fifth too. So Star Wars. No, I know, but you had May fourth today. No, you tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo. Okay. No, no. I know. I'm, I'm just saying it is revenge. It is revenge of the fifth tomorrow? But yes, it's Cinco de Mayo. So yes, margaritas are going to have to be made while watching the hockey game. So yes, there you go. If you <laughs> listen to this before. The game tomorrow. I hope you do because we'll talk. About, um, but if you are, drop you a comment of you toasting us with a margarita for the game tomorrow. Okay, I'll make I'll make sure that I'll have to post it on our Twitter to be like, yeah, this makes Zach have to drink the margarita. <laughs> 
Oh no, you have to twist my arm to drink a margarita. Oh no, how am I gonna survive? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have to limit it to one though because I do have to work Saturday. So I, I do have to limit myself oh, so a little bit. So many excuses. It's fine. Okay, stats and figures. <laughs> Part of me I gotta work on a Saturday for 12 hours. Hey, I'm sorry. It's fine. I gotta go to a baby shower. It's fine. I'll gladly swap with you because at least I'm not going to be at work. <laughs> All right. So Seth Jarvis from NHL Public Relations, most career playoff goals before the age of 22 in franchise history. Who leads this is, well, I guess not leading it, but Andrei Sveshnikov in 26 games played had nine goals. Eric Stoll in 25 games had also had nine goals. Seth Jarvis, 21 games played at six playoff goals. And he's actually ahead of Sebastian Ajo, who got 15 games with five goals, and Joseph Vosicek with five goals in 29 games. So Seth Jarvis is some pretty good company with uh, some guys who are getting some playoff goals before the age of 22. And honestly, depending on how long this playoff series run goes, I think he'll hit 10. I think he'll set the record for most playoff goals before the age of 22. But that's just me. I think he can do it. He's only four away. He's three back of Svechikov and Stahl. So, I think it's possible. If he keeps, play, if he keeps playing like he is, I would think so. Oh, 100%. Uh, this is from uh, Nathan Grave on Twitter. Uh, he's part of, I think he's with TSN. So, Seth Jarvis in his playoff career, this was, like, this was during the game. So, 20 games in one period, six goals, seven assists for 13 points. 21 years old yeah that's um that's pretty solid for the fact that you're talking the fact he's got 13 points already in like 21 games at 21 i'm excited for when that extension ever comes up for when it gets finalized because he needs to be a hurricane for life because this kid's absolutely amazing He, he just embodies he just embodies the rba spirit Oh, also, with 100%. all the stuff that we do to promote Trevor Zegers and his, like, he's a big character in the game. Give me Seth yeah. Jarvis. My gosh, that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, <laughs> Bar, what Bard Down did with him in the off season was absolutely phenomenal. Like that was fun. Bring back, bring back when they. What was it? Didn't they have? Um, was it Fogel and Dougie when they were like scootering down the street? There were videos about that. Give me yeah. KK and and Jarvis doing things like oh. that. That would be oh, so funny. I'll just give oh us the, give, give us the content of the bromance we truly need. Just nothing but yes. KK and and Jarvis stuff. I'm here for it. Why not? Hey, hey, let's go do a barbecue tour with KK and Jarvis. Just you know, see, check out barbecue joints or like go see the sights of Raleigh with the guys. Unlike the city bikes that you can just rent. Because yeah. why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, from uh, Bally Sports, Canes put this out last night too. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, eight playoff points, four goals, four assists, leads the entire team. I think Sebastian Ajo was having himself a pretty good playoff series or playoffs in general, I would say. Just Seabass doing Seabass things, essentially. Mm-hmm. All right, so Hurricane, uh, Angel Public Relations put this down. This is absolutely fantastic. The Hurricanes collected their 15th all-time playoff win against the Devils in, against the Devils franchise. They're actually one shy of tying a single opponent in franchise history of wins in a playoffs. Can you name the two teams that they have more wins against 
than the Devils. They have more wins against than the Devils. Yeah. Like so they, what? Like what two teams have they? Where's the question again for me? <laughs> Wait. Say the question again. <laughs> Who are the two teams that the Hurricanes have beaten the most in the in playoff history? Then, then of them beating the Devils. There's two teams that they're ahead of that they've beaten more than the Devils. Who are playoff those two history? teams? Yes. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> can you give me a? <laughs> can you give me a conference? Oh, well, obviously, obviously, it's the Eastern Conference. I mean, the conference division. Sorry, can you give me a division? <laughs> what conference is it? Um, least. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not the least. I also the the divisions are. <laughs> I'm they so done. The divisions. I'm just gonna more. guess. Um. Well, they're both in the Atlantic. I'll give you that. They're both in the Atlantic. Bruins. That's one. <laughs> that was my first guess of all time. Um. Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the Florida Panthers. No. Um, no, it's not Florida. I'm not really guessing that. I was no. Joking. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I know. I'm just. I'm letting you know. Just, just joking. No. Um, I know. I'm not taking it as. I'm not taking it as a guess. I'm just letting you know. It's not. It's not them. You're really gonna kick Red yourself on it. Red Wings. Red Wings are in the Metro. Red Wings are in the Metro. I said both teams are in the and and both teams are in the Atlantic. No, Red Wings are in the Atlantic. Don't start that with me. I'm not. Don't don't lie to me. They're in the Metro. No, they are the Atlantic. The Red Wings are in the Atlantic. Zach, (laughs) don't laugh at me. That's true. They're in there with Boston, Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, Sabers, Senators, Red Wings, Canadians. Oh yeah, you are right. Okay. Uh huh. I don't know. I thought they're in the metro. It's been yeah. a long. It's been a long day. So wait, is the team is the team actually in the Atlantic or are they in the are they in the metro? No, no, they're both. In the, <laughs> they're both. They're both in the Atlantic. But it's not the wings. Okay, so who? No, so I'm. Other one? I don't know. I thought they're in the metro. <laughs> I was literally day. staring at the division on my phone, and I was like, Zach, no. <laughs> I was like. Speaking of gaslighting, Zach's over here like, no, they're not. They're in the Metro. And I'm like, I don't think this would lie to me that much. <laughs> I even pulled it up to double check. <laughs> I'm absolutely losing it, apparently. I don't, I, I don't, don't ask. I don't even know what it is. Okay, who's the me. second team? It's Bruins and... Montreal. <laughs> of both course the, both, both the original six teams, and we love to clown on Montreal. Hey, thank you for just bearing. We really appreciate it, guys. Um, okay, <laughs> so postseason leaders actually. This is this is kind of cool. So Sebastian Ajo, four goals, four assists. Brent Burns, five assists. Seth Jarvis, three goals, two assists, and Stephen Nason, two goals and three assists. <laughs> Talk about that and the fact that last night Jarvis got a goal, Ajo got an assist, and Stephen Nason also got an assist. Talk about just the four horsemen leading the Carolina Hurricanes these playoffs. Like, who would have thought Steph Nason would be one of those guys with five points? And I said it 
uh, I said it last night, but I was like, you know, we thought Trocek was a pest. Like, we thought he was the guy to get under your skin when he was on our team. I, I think Nason's worse, <laughs> which oh, is a 100%. great thing. But I oh, want to know how, because I feel like every now and then people would go after Tro and I, he'd be like smiling and kind of laughing. But like Nason's over here and he's got someone going all the time. I guess it's because he's always at the goal, ready to get that tip in, in the goalie's face. And there's someone always going after him. And some of them, I'm like, they, it feels, some of the stuff people going after him, I'm like, it feels personal. Like they've been looking to go after him. And I'm like, why? What history do you have? Or are you just that good at talking shit? <laughs> It's the latter. It's Steph Nason. He just he just knows how to get under your skin. Just be it's just being a bother. Because why not? And so then Holla tries to bother him back, and he's like, "No, (laughs) I bother you." That's how it works. (laughs) No, no one's afraid of Eric Holla. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, no. Also, I love love. I. The fact that we are like, you know, Canes fans have this whole thing with Eric Holland. He's over here saying, I don't see myself as the villain, which is the most villainous thing to say. Thanos didn't think he was wrong either. Um, <laughs> but the fact that he, like, as Joe said earlier, like Rod is a, a player's coach. As long as you play Rod's system, most players are down to play Rod's system. Even some players that maybe they didn't stay with us the whole time didn't really go out on, like, bad terms. Eric Hall went out on bad terms. And it wasn't like the Canes did anything to do. Like, he did it to himself. Like, he just yeah. didn't get along in the in the locker room. He didn't get along with what Rod wanted to do. Fair. But, like, then to turn around and come at his team for that, which makes, like, no sense because fans – whether it be New Jersey or in general, just don't know the history, but they're like, well, the Canes fans, did they really take care of him when he was going? We t- There weren't cards. There were well wishes. They, like, the Canes support their team, and especially, like, if you could see the flags that we did this year for the injuries, when Eric Hall was going through his, like, personal family stuff, I remember it being, like, everyone's being, like, supporting him, and they were talking about it, and they're like, the Canes are behind him, and all of this stuff. So it's not, like, the Canes, like, it was just a different he didn't get along with the leadership style. And instead of going out and just being like, Hey, I'm good. I don't get it. Like he ended up being traded because of that. Because when you don't get along with the coach and you don't vibe with the group, you're going to get traded. Mm-hmm. But then also to not to be like salty after that. And when he comes back, the first games we play back at him, he goes after Natchez, who was his line mate the whole yeah. time he was here, the line mate that they like, they work together well. So it's like, where did that sour? Or are you just being really like, you got to be in your bonnet and you're coming after someone. Yeah. So I, all Canes fans know why we don't like Eric Hala. I don't know why Eric Hala is playing this like who me kind of card. And like, he does yeah. that. And then he goes in there and he's like, I don't really see there being a problem. And he goes in there against Steph Nason and just goes like a little tap on each cheek and then flicks his nose. Like, are you serious? Like you can't <laughs> be both. You can't yeah. be both. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who it was on Twitter, but someone's like, oh, the Hurricanes fans boo. It was like a Hurricanes fan saying, oh, the, all Hurricanes fans boo every guy that leaves. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. No, no, that's Montreal. <laughs> Montreal openly said they boo all their former. We were like, why do you keep booing KK? Like, it's been like, just why? And they're like, we boo all our former players. And I was like, oh, 
that seems healthy. We um, uh, welcome to Montreal. We boo, we boo guys that um, hurt and um, go to injure our players, and we boo guys that left and then again try to go after former teammates, talk bad about the team. Like that's who we don't like. It's yeah. not like you know when I mean, we, most players that let and well and had other issues, but most players that leave like like they get warm welcome. Like we love to see former players come back. We'll give everyone a little bit of credit. Like McGinn got a big thing. Nino gets a big thing. If you don't get that welcome back, uh, you did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people don't like. Was it? I think it was Hayden. Was it Lindholm or Flurry? One of the two. It's it's just one of those things. It's it's Lindholm. It's Lindholm. But like, if you ask Jules, it's a whole different thing with him. Like, well, yeah, I just like you said. I'm just agreeing with you is the fact that yeah, it's like there's certain circumstances for the for the fan base not to like certain guys. Eric Hall being Eric Hall is definitely one of them. But you know, like Dougie gets a warm welcome. Like everyone's gotten warm welcomes back. It's just just Eric Hall because it's him. So uh, He's this continuing uh, that streak of being on a different. Seeing us in the playoffs on a different team. It's still it's still losing because <laughs> the Eric Hollow effect. If you're gonna be in the playoffs against the Hurricanes and he's on your team, you're most likely gonna lose. Cause I think it's like one in thirteen now with him on a team that plays the Hurricanes in the playoffs. I think some insane stuff. Well, maybe like next year maybe I mean maybe next year will be different because no team keeps him long enough. <laughs> Probably so. Watching next I mean, year. I'm I'm sorry. As much as you want to say the Canes did something to Eric Holla, the his track record of staying with teams seems like it's an Eric Holla problem. Like, it kind of speaks to itself. Yeah, it's like he's there for a little bit, then once he leaves, the fan base doesn't like him. So it's like he does something. That it's just other fan bases don't like him. Mm-hmm. So what's the common denominator, as they say? Eric Holla. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- so this is from NHL, uh, the NHLPA actually. This put up about Seth Jarvis. He actually quoted this: um, "All you think about when you're young is how great it would be to score goals in the playoffs. But blocking a shot at the end of the game or having a big penalty kill makes all the ga- makes all the same difference. It's cool how many little details can add up to something big in a playoff game. And this was basically just talking about uh, his youthful energy to the lineup in his second postseason." So it's just you love to see it from a guy like him. And you can tell a lot of the guys in the locker room love him. Like I think it was like Steph Nason saying it was like he, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but just talking about how like he's unintentionally funny. Like he doesn't try to me, but he just is, and he's an absolute goofball. And it's like just the t- the guys just love him for the fact of just him being him and just look look what a guy can do in playoffs. When he doesn't have someone trying to give him a concussion, it's so amazing. <laughs> like, look how he can thrive. The fact <laughs> he's like, like last year he played phenomenal against the Bruins in round one. I said he was the underrated X factor last year in the first round of the playoffs, and he was, and that's how he he went absolutely off. And so far this playoff, he's looking really well. Like he's, he's already got three goals, got two. He's already got five points this year already in the playoffs in his second year. Like the fact that we got him, like no one thought he was going to do any, like no one thought he was going to make the team last year does gets past the 10 days, stays with the team all season. Now he's in the second year and he's still doing what he does. You you love to see it from Seth Jarvis. And the fact of just the, what he brings to this team is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from Tom uh, Gul- Gulitti. 
Um, he talked about uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes coach Rod Brandmore said Tevatera Vine with a broken hand worked out off ice today. Maybe his first or second time doing that. And there was, you know, quotes, so he won't be available. And then it was asked for the playoffs. Then Rod said, well, I hope he's available. If we see him, then things have gone really well for us. So it's not really confirmed that we might see Tava back, but there might be a chance. Which so is what we said. Yeah, yeah, what you're telling me, there's a it's chance. A chance. Exactly. Yeah. But which we said from the get-go, but also, like we said, if he comes back, he'll have not played for a while. He'll probably have be a little limited in his movement. So it's... It's just... I we mean, do great honestly, if, not, if, we get, if we get that far, also, if we get that far and we're having a winning combination with the guys that have been working through it, I say just let Tavo rest and, and yeah, unless there's, there's, absolutely there's, necessary. There's no reason to rush him back. I mean, you still got Mac as a healthy scratch. Like He, he didn't play last night, but he's a healthy scratch. You still got Dylan Coughlin as a healthy scratch. Uh, Piotr is also the same thing. I mean, you also got Jamison Reese. You got Ponomarev. Like, you got the Black Aces right now. That there's a guy if you really need him that bad, you can throw him in there. Like, this. plus we got, like I said, we got Mac. Like, we saw what he can do, especially in the back end of the Islander series. So at that point, I say just give Tava the rest. If we if we get him back, great. If not, okay. Well, we still got the depth that we need. So that. I guess thank you, Chicago Wolves, for not making the playoffs so we can have our guys. So appreciate it. It's their last it's their last hurrah as our affiliate. <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, well, actually, well, actually, well, actually, now it's single, but, you know. Oh, it's 100% single. 100%. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so oh. And, oh, do you have more stats and figures? Oh, I was just going to do the schedule, uh, the rest of the schedule real quick because of the fact that we got the game tomorrow night, well, tonight when people are listening because we recorded this on Thursday, talking, this will drop Friday morning. Uh, so the Hurricanes play tonight at 8 p.m. And then Sunday is a 3.30 in the afternoon game. So most likely we will do a, well, we will do a podcast after game three because we'll have game two and game three to talk about. Since it's so early in the afternoon, we'll make it work. And then Tuesday the 9th is 7 p.m. Uh, for game four. And then, if need be, uh, Thursday, May 11th, we'll be back home at PNC. Time has not been determined because they don't know if they're going to have a game five. And then it's Saturday back in New Jersey. And then Monday, May 15th is game seven back home. So we do have a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday schedule. So I guess we'll see how it is. But – yeah, but looking ahead, like I said, for Sunday, most likely we will have an episode recorded and dropped that night just because of the fact that we will be coming off of Game 3, possibly. Oh, we will? Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'm assuming because of the fact that it's, I mean, it's an away game. I mean, you're, you're not going to be there in Jersey for Game 3 and stuff like that. So I won't I'm be assuming- in Jersey. No. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably have an episode done and all that good stuff because, I mean, two games to talk about. We're going to – I want to try to make sure we get more episodes out for everyone because the fact that, you know, you don't want to wait a week and you've got, like, five games to talk about and stuff like that. So yep. it's a little bit more ramped up of a schedule. So, but what were you going to – sorry, what were you going to bring up, Kat? <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I don't even know. I'm I'm – Running, <laughs> my brain on. is all over the place running on starting to run on fumes 
Um, I would say as we start to wrap this up is mm-hmm. uh, looking at tomorrow's game. Um, oh yeah, I game think as, as we said um, before, it's the it's the team that controls the neutral zone and the transitions, mm-hmm. and the the Canes did that. Um, I mean, look at the Jarvis goal. You get a you get a strip, you transition, you go to the other, you go the other way, and you score. Um, so it's going to be a lot of the same. They're going to have to grind. They're going to have to. They did really well at covering their D, so that when uh, they pinched, we weren't going to get stuck on a Jack Hughes breakaway or any of the speed of the New Jersey Devils coming like a two on one the next way. I saw Aho cover quite a bit. Um, so did Jarvis. It's it's good communication on the guys. Um, it's honestly just keep like with the Pesci goal, like they had great opportunities before then, um, but nothing was going in. It's kind of just like, you got to keep going until one goes in and then just keep like, take that momentum and just keep going with it. Feed off your home crowd because they are fired up. Um, And again, yeah, you, we can, we can play. We, if we play well, even um, during the regular season, when we played the devils and they, uh, played better than they did last game. We still we we still beat them at times. So it's not. I think these are very a good match of teams. But if the Canes play their style, they can stifle the Devils, and they can be with their a little bit of inexperience can maybe not change up, maybe not really adjust, and that'll be to our benefit. Um, that they don't know how to break us down because again. They figured out the Rangers, um, yeah. but the big note of that is a lot of people said the Rangers thought they had it in the bag and they took a step back. Um, yeah, 100%. So yeah. We shouldn't take a step back no matter what yeah. and yeah. don't give them that time to really figure us out and, t- and then take us off our game. Yeah. Um, no, I, I so totally the team agree. that Yeah, the team that wins the neutral zone and the team that wins transitions is going to win the game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as long as they play like how they played – on Wednesday night, I think, you know, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk, but if they keep playing the way they do, there's a good chance that the same thing might happen in game two. They're going to smother the Devils, you know, lock them up at the blue line, you know, just keep getting with the four check, you know, playing a 200-foot game, just playing playing structured defense like nobody the Hurricanes can do and just, you know, keep driving the puck towards the net, keep getting guys in front of the net, net front presence. Whatever they're doing on the power play, keep doing that. Get that movement going. Get in the open chances and just basically smothering the devils and also just have them just running around trying to chase the puck. So if they can just replicate what they did in game one, I feel good about game two. Uh, Obviously, they're going to go with Freddie again. Freddie's been on fire, like I said, .95 goals against right now. Like, he's playing stellar hockey just – I don't see the Hurricanes changing lines. I don't see Rod changing anything. It's going to be the same group, same goalie. Just just basically it's a copy and paste from game one, do the same thing in game two. You know, don't let the Devils get more into the game than they need to be, and I think they're. I think the team's going to be fine. So, um, yeah, I just rinse and repeat. Do the same thing you did in game one, do it in game two, and hopefully go to New Jersey and take care of business there too and don't fall into the trap of what the Rangers did and just count them out and let them back into it. Just just try to keep playing the game as much as you can. If you can end this before six or before seven, even better. Then we just got to wait for whoever's coming out of the Atlantic side of the bracket. So 
I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see Rod changing the lines until maybe when we go to New Jersey, just because we have last change. Um, yeah. But, I mean, don't. If it's don't not broken, it isn't it. broken. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my thought. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited, Zach. Me too. It was a great, oh my gosh. I, it makes the four hours of driving in a day so worth it when the Canes win. So it's, nice. It, it's a lot. It's a, your drive is a lot better than my seven. I can tell you that. I'm, I'm basically from like starting the season, I'm just getting a hotel for the night. I can't do that seven hours with a hockey game in the middle. It's not worth it. Yeah. Nope. Getting nope, home, getting home at like all. two in the morning. Getting home at like two in the morning. No, I'm good. I'll just get a hotel by the arena at that point. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, everyone, as you could tell, Bailey was never able to make it with us. Uh, she's actually in Albuquerque with her boyfriend and his family doing um, their whole thing. Family with them. stuff. Family stuff <laughs> over there. So we missed you, Bailey. Um, you know, hope, your other you know, family missed you. Yes, we missed you, but. We'll probably have her back for Sunday's episode, crossing our fingers, so we'll see. But um, thank you to everyone who stayed this long to listen to us. I know we had Joe on for a little while. Not for the whole episode, but we did have him. That was a lot of fun. That was great having, like I said, a radio legend from the Triangle area. Joining us for even for a little bit just to talk about our amazing Love to hurricanes. hear what he has to say. Check out his podcast for sure. Oh, definitely for sure. Make sure you definitely have to check that out. But before we actually do go, Kat, where can we find you in Five in a Game Sports Network on the socials? Yeah. So starting with Five in a Game Sports, I'm switching it up. Ooh, um, starting ooh, with Five PSN <laughs> on Twitter, you can find us at Five in a Game SN, all spelled out. Yoohoo. YouTube, it's Five GSN. I mean, it's, I mean Yoohoo's good, though. I mean, Yoohoo's a good drink. But... <laughs> the letter. Letter G, letter S, letter A. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, it's five game S N, all spelled out. Um, yeah, we love to tweet about all fun things. Um a little sad we won't have any uh, as much abs stuff going on there anymore. Um, well, yeah, we have one team left from the five game net network still going. One team left, and then also we probably will continue to troll if um anything happens to other teams throughout the playoffs. Um, but yeah, good, so check us out memes. there. Some good memes yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, and then you can check. I'm also available on Twitter at Kaniac Chick, of course. Um, giving my <laughs> live recaps as I'm at the game. Um, and also, you can catch me on TikTok. I've got a couple of videos out now um, at KVT Hunter seventy four. Um, also that's where you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. I'll be around. I'll be talking all things hockey, arguing with media people, going on rants. You know how it is. Just the Feeling life of strongly. The life of Cat Hunter, just going at sports analysts, the analysts about I, your, your because they need to talk about everyone. And anyway, I'm not going to start that again. We've already <laughs> talked about it. But yes, make sure to go check out, even if she drops on her Twitter or her TikTok, make sure to check them out because they're all phenomenal as always. So please show one of our amazing co-hosts some love on the on the TikTok because why not? Yeah, why not? give me some love. And then also I'll say this for, for Bailey. 
Um, you can find the Surgecast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at the Surgecast. It's the same on all platforms. So you have no excuse not to follow us and check us out. Um, I mean, you're here, you're listening, you're either watching, listening, whatever. So you should know our name. You should go to it. Go right now. Um, and then for Bailey, okay, I'll give her one shout out because she had a legitimate excuse tonight. Um, but you can find her on Twitter at Bailey Y Curtis. It's Bailey's with two Y's. Curtis, um, you'll see her. She chimes in every now and then on our post. She's the more tame one of the three of us. Yeah. More tame one. She's the one that drops on the Twitter. Ones. No, on Twitter, on she's the tame one. She is. Yeah, she is. Well, she doesn't really post a lot on Twitter, though, either, too. It's more so in the group chats. But no, yes. she just comes in and chimes in every now and then. Yeah, but you get her on the podcast, though. Whoa, watch out. <laughs> but yes, so make sure to check out her amazing Bailey Curtis on Twitter. Uh, she also writes for uh, Field Pass Hockey and FPH Eagles. So make sure to go check that out as well. Um, for the Surge Cast, Twitter and Instagram real quick. We do have link trees in those bios on those two socials. Next week, you can check out where to listen to the podcast. Check out our amazing sponsors and also check out the 5 Game Sports Network as well. So make sure you go to do that. For me, I'm at one true Zach. That's only true Zach. It's actually spell it out. It's not like the number one. Or if you are a Rick and Morty fan, it's the one true Zach. Like the one true Morty. Um, but make sure to do that. Uh, Instagram, it's Zach R. Martin 22 That's where I do a lot of hockey dnd funny videos just anything that's kind of cool and inside the hobby is a more personal side of me outside of the hockey thing uh make sure you go check that out over there but like i said thank you everyone who's lasted this long uh this was a great episode talk about the amazing team that is the carolina hurricanes winning game one hopefully do it again for game two and most likely you'll see us back here on sunday for our game three, two and game three recaps. So crossing our fingers, we're keeping the good vibes going after games two and three, um, after tomorrow night or on Friday night and on Sunday. But until next week, or I should say Sunday, for season two, (laughs) episode 47 of the podcast, I'm Zach. Sorry, I'm Kat. (laughs) And we'll see you next time here. (laughs) at the search test.